Shortlisted is brought to you by Future Women's Jobs Academy. Getting back to work after a career break isn't easy. Future Women's Jobs Academy is a free online program supported by the Australian Government. It's proven to increase confidence and connect women with meaningful and flexible jobs. Apply today at jobsacademy.futurewomen.com. We'll support you to find the right job and thrive. Nothing makes a person go weak at the knees quite like a job interview. Enter Shortlisted, a podcast by Future Women where Helen McCabe and I hold your virtual hand, walking with you every step of the way, right to the interview door and straight onto the shortlist. In this episode, we tackle the common interview question, where do you see yourself in five years? This question is actually employer code for assessing your career ambitions, your expectations for progression, and how long you might stay with the organisation. Let's learn how to answer honestly while also answering strategically. Jamila, this is my favourite episode because it's super practical. I cannot think of a worse question. So when you're in a job interview and someone asks you that question, and it comes up a lot, right, I think employers must choose five years to make it particularly difficult because if it was one year or two years, the answer is working with your organisation and thriving and creating great things and changing the world together, right? If it's 10 years, it's quite feasible for you to say, I want to continue this career, whether it's here or elsewhere, and be really bold about what you want to achieve in a decade. They're not expecting you necessarily to still be there in 10 years. But five years? Five years is hard. But it's a good question. So why do interviewers ask this question? Well, according to an HR industry benchmark survey from 2021, it takes an average Australian employer $23,000 worth of their time to hire a new employee. So that's a combination of recruitment costs and suffering without someone for a period of time and, of course, the time it takes for different people to spend with that person to hire them and then to train them. It is expensive and that figure has doubled from 2020 to 2021. So this stuff is not even about salary and super. It costs an employer money to hire and at the moment you're at that hiring process. They are spending the money on you. They don't want to have to spend that money again in a couple of years when you leave and they have to hire someone else. Okay, but what they're really saying is how committed are you to your career? How committed are you to the company? How much do you understand about your career progression and how driven are you? Yeah, I agree. I think it's a question about who you want to be, the kind of employee you're going to be, and whether or not you're going to be loyal to this organisation, whether or not you're going to stick around for the long term. And if you see your career progression happening within that organisation, that says, well, this is someone we should invest in. This is someone we should take time to train. This is someone we should take an interest in their career development because their contribution back to our organisation is going to be significant. So if you're preparing to answer a question like this one, and some variation of this question will definitely come up, I promise you, there are a few things to keep in mind. The first is those four questions Helen just set out, which is what the employer is really interested in, which is how committed are you to your career, to the company, what you know about your career progression, and how driven you are. What you should consider in coming up with your answer are a couple of other things. 
you should think about what your work-related goals are, what your ambitions are, what your desired training is. What are you hoping to get out of working at this organisation? What are you hoping to get out of it that is not just a salary for you to take home and live on? What more do you want? I think it's a chance to reflect in advance, hopefully not in the room, of being asked this question on the kind of positions that you do see yourself occupying in the future. Are you interested in a leadership role? Would you like to stay more focused on the technical aspects of your work? And if so, do you need more training? Is that something you want? If you can provide some kind of answer to this question that isn't just, oh, I don't know, which is the answer I've been given in interviews more times than I can count, that's a really good thing. And look, I think it is a super hard question. So if I was to ask you that question right now, you would struggle with it, right? It actually doesn't matter whether you're answering that question as a 20-year-old, a 30-year-old or a 50-year-old. It does get hard when you're put on the spot. So what do you do when you're asked? Well, start your answer with one or two key goals. Next, dive into how and why you will have done these things and finish with your ambitions beyond the five years. So break that down. You start with one or two key goals. Let's take my life as a person who is ambitious to enter the public service. I want to enter the Commonwealth Public Service and previously I've been in the private sector. So I might start my answer, as Helen's mentioned, with some key goals. Well, over the next five years, I'm really hoping to become someone who is accomplished and adept in insert X area of public policy. I want to have a really firm grasp of the issues and I want to understand how the public service works. I want to understand the processes and the way things are done in this space. And I know that's going to take me a little bit of time, but I would hope that in five years, I am really confident uh, and really capable as if I'm someone who'd spent my entire career in the public service. So to do that, I might undertake some extra study or I might offer to go into a mentoring program or I might be open to moving countries or moving cities. So they're the sorts of things to kind of illustrate that you've got a bit of a plan around what comes next and then you finish with your ambition. So you want to be the Secretary of Prime Minister and Cabinet, right? Yeah, I have a very modest ambition, folks. Uh, yes, I think that's right. So, but I think you should keep your ambition relatively close to where you are. I think going to the, you know, the end career goal, unless you are close to it already, can be a little bit presumptive. Why? Oh, really? So this is where folks, different interviewers think different things. I, I feel like if I'm interviewing someone who is, say, in their early 30s and who is moving into a new industry and they're looking at a mid-level job and they tell me they want to run the whole country in five years, I'm going to raise my eyebrows. Okay. So we're not really disagreeing here, but I do encourage people who have a clear idea that they want to be in a senior leadership role by the time they're 35 or whatever the ambition is actually to say it. And the reason why I encourage you to say it is because when it's actually out there, it then just um, lodges in the brain of the organization or the, or the person that's hired you. I now know that you want a senior leadership position in this organization and it's just there. So Every time uh, a promotion comes up or there's an opportunity for training, I know that you'll want to do it because that's where you want to get to. So I, I 100% encourage people to, if they've got a ambitious ambition, to tell me about it. Now, 
where it goes wrong is if that looks wildly unattainable. So, and I think that's kind of what you were, you were going to, like the, the absurd, like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to work in the public service. I'm first going to start at this level and then I'm going to be at that level. And I, you know, I will then move into a minister's office and then I'll run for parliament because what I really want to be is prime minister. That will be fun to hear. And I will think that you have no idea what you're talking about because it's not that easy just to become Prime Minister. And, yeah. and I have had some of those interviews where I've had kind of amusing, like, ambitions. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I think uh, if you squish both Helen and my advice together, it's probably be bold but be realistic, right? So don't be completely outlandish about where you want to go and what you want to do, but do be bold, be confident, say where you would like to be. And that aligns with what seek.com recommends. They also say that you should think about where you would fit in this organisation. So yes, you're going into job A and you want to do job A really well for five years or so, but what would job B in this organisation be? Because I think an employer likes to see that not only do you want to be part of their organisation, but you've got ambitions to progress within their organisation. Recall everybody that it costs a lot of money to hire new people, so it's much nicer to be able to hire internally. And while you've got that opportunity to talk about where you see yourself in the next five years, talk about the skills that you want to develop. Talk about what you want to learn. Uh, Focus on other career goals like qualifications and show enthusiasm for the opportunity to be able to talk about and speak about where you do see yourself in five years. Yeah, definitely talk about that organisation and your ambition inside that organisation. That That's a big do. Don't share unrelated dreams about studying or outlandish jobs. See example A, <laughs> being Prime Minister. <laughs> um, make jokes about taking the interviewer's job. Oh, yes. I have had that happen. So I've had that happen more than once Me and too. it's not funny. I don't want you to take my job. Go away. Well, I just thought... You can't possibly understand what I do. Mm. So you might not want it if you knew what my job was. (laughs) Display uncertainty or a lack of ambition. And I think that's Mm. a really good point. I mean, it's very easy for women to do, oh, I don't really know and I'm just happy doing whatever because we're taught to say that. Wrong answer, uncertainty, be sure about what you can do for the organisation and where you'd like to go to. I would say my one exception to that is if you are just starting out in your career, um, if you're in your first few years in the workforce, which is probably not most of you listening to this podcast, but nonetheless, if you're in your first few years in the workforce, don't show lack of ambition. But I think it's all right, particularly when you're young, to say, if I'm honest, I don't really know what I want to do yet. I haven't had enough time actually in the workforce, but all of the aspects of this role sound exciting and motivating. And so I want to try that out and I think that's going to help me figure out what I want to do in the longer term. I think that's okay if you're at the beginning of your career. What if you're 40? I think you've got to have a sense of where you want to go or at least what you want to try. If you're in your 40s and you're at a mid-career kind of point and you're coming into a job interview and I say, where do you see yourself in five years? And you say, oh, look, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really know. I kind of, I don't really think about that sort of stuff. I'm not really an ambitious kind of person. I, I just sort of want to do my job and, and get paid, you know. That doesn't light me on fire. That doesn't make me want to work with you every day. I'm not saying you have to want the top job or aspire to seven promotions. Of course you don't. But you do want to interview someone who aspires to get better at doing their job. 
that aspires to become more accomplished and more creative and more effective at what they do. You don't have to aspire to promotion after promotion after promotion. That's not what everyone wants. But I think aspiring to high quality work, I want to hear that. Yeah. And I think you make a really good point. Like um, I was about to say, what if you're 60? Well, 40 or 60 doesn't really make any difference. You say something like, I really like this job. I really like this type of work. I no longer hold ambitions to run the company. I might have done at some point in my life, but my ambition today is to work with great people in a company that I enjoy working for, whose values align, and I just want to do good work for as many hours that I'm in the building or logged on. And that's a good enough answer. Let's go through some other just sort of quick fire tips for answering this question because it is one I think that so many people struggle with and possibly because the answer can be so broad. There are so many options for where you want to go. Do not feel like you have to name a specific job or position when you say where you want to be in five years. You don't have to say, I want that job at that level in that company or in this company. You don't have to do that. You can speak very broadly. I suspect something that might be useful for a lot of you is having a look at Simon Sinek's golden circle theory. Oh, that sounds really fancy and complicated. It's not. You can watch it on YouTube. It's possibly one of the most watched TED Talks of all times. And I think it's a really useful framework. It's intended for organizations that want to sell or brand themselves effectively. And I think it applies to you in saying, You want to sell yourself to this organization and you want to brand yourself effectively. And Sinek argues that instead of starting with how you do things at work or what you do at work, you should start with why you do it. So when you answer the question, where do you see yourself in five years? Don't talk about how, don't talk about what, talk about why. Say, I hope that I'll be doing work that fulfills me and makes a contribution to X, Y, or Z. Talk about the things that drive you, the reason you come to work every day that is beyond a salary because you believe in the work that you're doing. Shortlisted is produced by Future Women's Jobs Academy. To apply to join, head to jobsacademy.futurewomen.com or go to futurewomen.com to become a Future Women member today.